Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. First up, I want to thank our supporting partners who make this podcast possible, and this month that's Canyon and Kushkor. I've spent the last month or so with the new Canyon Special on, and it's been an awesome experience for me. The engineering team have managed to make a bike that weighs in at around 22 kilos, yet features a whopping 900 watt hour battery. That means that range anxiety is pretty much a thing of the past and you can really smash out some big rides on this thing before even considering if you're likely to run out of charge. 22 kilos is light for an e-bike, but it's still a chunk heavier than a regular bike. However, the way that the Spectralon rides often means that the weight is forgotten. It's playful and poppy and it definitely allows you to get creative on the trail and enjoy all of the downs that that massive 900 watt hour battery enables you to reach. Along with that huge battery capacity, Canyon have lengthened the reach and the rear end and they've slackened the head angle by a degree when compared to the last generation of the bike. That makes it a great all-rounder, so it's capable of whatever kind of riding you want to do, be that gravity focus, flowing single track or a bike park trip. If you want to find out more about the Spectralon, then you can check out our recent podcast episode with some of the team responsible for its creation. And downtime listeners can get free bike guard on any spectral on orders from now until midnight CET on the 3rd of May, which is today, so you'd better be quick if you're keen. All you need to do is use the code FUN-ON-2022 at the checkout over on canyon.com. Terms and conditions apply and you can find those in the show notes for this episode. I've been a massive fan of using Kushkor since I found out more about the detail that went into the design in an interview with founder Adam Crefton back in 2019. For me, I find that not only are they protecting the rim, but they're also providing added damping to the system too, improving the performance of the bike, especially when it comes to maintaining speed through rough terrain and over square-edged hits, almost making the bike feel like it has more suspension. If you're a hard charger, then you'll appreciate the added support that they provide in the turns too. There's tons of tyre insets out there right now, but Kushkor is unique in its design and the benefits that it brings, elevating it to way more than just some puncture and rim protection. Kushkor have a range of sizes from Pro to XC Plus and Gravel slash CX too and you can get them in 29, 27.5 or a mixed set for your mullet. They've also designed some awesome accessories to make fitting Kushkor a breeze like the B-Dropper tyre lever which is hands down the best tyre lever I've ever used whether you've got Kushkor or not and the brand new Bead Bro which is a smart little tool that holds the bead in place as you fit the tyre. Again not just something that's going to benefit Kushkor users as it feels like you've got a third hand helping you out. So if you want to go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence, then Kushkor.com is the place to head. Check them out and feel the benefits of everything Kushkor has to offer. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe or follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. There's buttons to help you get that done over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Merch is available if you want to support the show. That's over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. And if you want to get a copy of the first issue of our print project before the second one comes out real soon, then Downtime EP is available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash EP. All the links you need for all of this stuff are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. You can also get in touch and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook by heading to at downtimepodcast. It's really nice to hear from you in the messages and the comments there. All right, this week's episode is a little bit different. Earlier in the year, I was invited to attend Bike Connection Agency out in the Massimata Tima in Italy. Bike Connection is run by Simon Cittati and Giulio Neri and is basically a big press camp with multiple brands attending. I've never been to a press camp before, so I decided that I would go along for the experience and bring you some behind the scenes info from the people involved to give you a window into what actually goes on at a press camp. We'll be hearing from some of the journalists who were there to find out how press camps work for them 
How do they prepare? What are the benefits of going? How do they approach testing at camps? And how do they make the most of their time with the brands? We also talk to one of the brands to get both sides of the story. As well as that, I'll share a bit about my experience too. But before we do that, let's hear it from Simon and Julio to find out more about them, Bike Connection Agency, and why it exists. Introduce yourselves first, guys, just to give us like a little brief background on uh, who you both are. So we're Simon and Julio from Bike Connection Agency, and I'm Simon. And uh, we run this uh, marketing agency for uh, the bicycle industry since 2017. We are uh, business partners, mm -hmm. but also best friends. We met ages ago, too much time ago, through <laughs> bike riding. Uh, we were riding 26-inch, uh, beaten out downhill bikes in our local spot in Rome. We became friends. We worked uh, separate careers in the bike industry, but always trying to get together to ride and uh, brainstorm. Yeah, It sounds very professional, but it isn't. <laughs> and uh, then ultimately, um, Julio was always a strong proponent of doing something together on the business side as well. And finally, uh, he convinced me to take the plunge. If, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would have done it, but yeah. um, it worked out pretty well considering where we are. Nice, and what were you doing in the industry before you guys? Uh, well, I started in a bike shop. Uh -huh. I was studying engineering and decided that I, I was never going to be an engineer. <laughs> Didn't like it very much, so I started working in a bike shop because I had a passion for mountain bikes. And from then on, I just kind of worked uh, my career uh, steps. So I was an agent, I was a sales agent for a long time. I worked with Endura, uh -huh. a Scottish brand, yeah. uh, doing the, the market management in Italy. And then I worked for Alpine Stars, the, the okay. mountain bike division yep. for, for three years, I think. Yeah, doing, uh, following the, the racing service and uh, the media communication. And then, yes, uh, 2017, I think, we started the agency with Simon. So, yeah. What about you, Simon? I, so I, I'm a terrible mechanic, so I couldn't work in a bike shop, but uh, so I tried to enter uh, the industry by working as a journalist and photographer. Okay. Uh, I supplemented that with uh, managing a World Cup racing team, and Julia was actually one of the mechanics for okay. a couple of years. Nice. So we, we roamed the World Cup circuit in a beaten out van uh, <laughs> for a couple of years. In, on uh, downhill or cross country? Downhill, yeah, yeah. downhill. Which it's team? the uh, play biker iron oh, horse yeah, okay. team. Yeah, yeah. 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 We, that was, like, was there a Pila link there? Was there yeah, we lived yeah, yeah. in Pila for okay. an entire season. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you might have heard us from uh, driving a van into an underground parking lot at the Vigo World Cup in 2007. <laughs> Maybe. That's, that's where you might have heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then in, um, I set out to be a freelance photographer and uh, PR guy. Mm -hmm. And then in 2009, uh, I uh, got a job at SRAM Europe as yeah. a PR coordinator. First started doing general PR, then moved into mountain bike, and then moved to... Uh, uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado in 2014. I was the RockShox uh, brand communications manager for uh, three and a half years. Uh -huh. And then I decided to move back to Europe and uh, I sorted out what I wanted to do. So I, I left SRAM and I left the US without a really clear picture of what I wanted. And uh, uh, then uh, by connection agency happened and uh, it's been going on ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing you both attended press camps quite a lot in your previous jobs. What what sort of drove you towards this? You obviously thought something needed to be done that was different, right? 
Yeah, well, we basically, yeah, for sure we knew uh, from being on the other side of the fence what, uh, what was needed on a brand side and also what was expected uh, on a media side. Yeah. Uh, but um, we always, uh, I mean, uh, we're always very fair about the fact that uh, we kind of uh, imported the, the format. We were very inspired by a format called Bike Press Camp that used to take place in the US. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, it seemed to have all the ingredients that were needed to have an efficient press camp or press launch, uh, but also, uh, you know, minimize uh, the costs on the brand side and make everybody happy. Uh, but it didn't exist in Europe. So uh -huh. obviously there were a few different challenges from having different markets, different languages, different uh, things. And um, so we had to readapt it uh, a little bit. And yeah, uh, so far so good. It seems to work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tell us a bit about the format then, because it, it, we're not just one brand here kind of bringing a load of press in for a couple of days, looking after them, showing them the products. It's a, it's a bit of a different setup, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think what makes a bike connection event different than a traditional press camp is that instead of being one brand hosting the journalist and kind of having them exclusively into their word uh, what we do is that we as by connection agency organize the entire event and invite the media and then we offer this platform to brands so what this allows on the brand side is that their work is uh, chopped i would say more than half basically yeah. uh, what we like to say is that they only need to bring their product and a story to tell yeah and uh, on the media side though this gives uh, attending journalists uh, or I would say media, because there's there's more than journalists, there's YouTubers and yeah. podcasters like yeah, yourself, yeah. Uh, a chance to uh, not have to travel for an entire week just to see a single new product. Mm -hmm. I mean, probably the, the whole concept of the press camp where everything was centered around one product was, you know, was good uh, a few years ago when, you know, people would go to an exotic location, ride, take photos, then they would go back home with photos on a USB stick and prepare the pages, and then the magazine would come out months after. Yeah. Uh, in in today's world, where you know news is, you have to have multiple bits of news coming out every day to stay on top. Uh, this is probably something which is much more adapt because you come here and uh, potentially you come home with 10, 15, 20 stories. It's it's really all about how creative and how um, how you know forthcoming you you are mm -hmm. with the brands, but uh, you can get obviously product stories out. I mean, the main focus here for brands is to introduce new product, but yeah. there's much more to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you guys put quite a lot of focus on supporting the content creation side of it, right? There's a whole video yeah. photography crew here that's kind of at people's disposal, both brands and and journalists and also for you guys right kind of promoting the event yeah actually the content production is something that we've been really uh focused on right from the outset and uh, it's one of the aspects where we really decided to concentrate so we have two photographers and two videographers so it's a it's a pretty strong media crew they're really amazing guys I and mean, then we we got rupert fowler who yeah it's probably really uh, popular with uh, you know british listeners uh and uh they work for the journalist, for the brand, and for the brands, and for us. Mm -hmm. The you know one of the key parts is that also the attending companies they get full use of the photos, and in in today's world where it's really important to have very diverse content, uh, that's something that's very appreciate appreciated, and for the journalists as well. I mean, it's it's obvious that you know media 
creates their own content as well, but the fact that they can focus on uh, meeting with the brands and then riding bikes uh, definitely makes their job easier because it's, it is a very intense week here. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very packed. Yeah, it's busy. And I was going to say, what are the headaches for you guys? Because it's, uh, I don't know how many people are involved in this, but there's a lot of people here with the brands, with the, the media, with the staff side of things. Like, there's a lot to organize here. Yeah? Oh yeah, well, there is definitely a little bit of risk taking, <laughs> like in uh, yeah, in any company, you know, and acting as an entrepreneur, you have to take risks, and uh, well, for sure, um, well, headaches are very much uh, before the start okay. of the event because usually uh, everything runs pretty smoothly once everything kicks off, but having uh, people flying from six, seven different countries, I mean, about twenty people. Uh, from the media side mm -hmm. traveling to the event and brands uh, also being a, a very nice a high number of people uh, traveling uh, to a place that they don't know and where they need to find a lot of things from you know uh, accommodation meals and uh, um, well the test tracks have to be uh, adequate for, yeah. for 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 product testing and uh, you never know of course what the weather will be like <laughs> we try to <laughs> well listeners cannot see where we are right now but uh, yeah it's not bad weather wise so mm, yeah there are a lot of variables for sure yeah and uh, and they all have to come together in the right way uh, at the right time in in four days time so, yeah. yeah yeah and it's uh, you run like four BCAs throughout the year, so two road, two off-road, yeah? Yeah, and uh, for 2022, we're actually introducing a new uh, event in our platform, which is going to be called Bike Connection Demo, which is organized in collaboration with IAA Mobility. That's the new uh, trade show that uh, uh, debuted in, in Munich last year. So it's going to be a more open format style of event, so all categories, so MTB, EMTB, road, gravel, urban, yeah. Um, and focus on test only. And it's going to run uh, right after our Mountain Bike Connection Summer event. So okay. it's a it's a foray into a, a new format that we haven't really explored yet. Yeah. Um, but we're we're pretty excited because there seems to be uh, some good energy behind that that kind of event. Definitely. And what's the feedback like that you've had from both brands and the media side of things? It's it's very positive. I mean, <laughs> obviously we say that because it's our <laughs> event, but. Um, it, it was actually refreshing because when, when we started, uh, you know, we, the, the first thing we started in, in summer of 2017 after we, we concepted the events was to, to call media. Uh -huh. We said we, we need media before we can sell this to the brands. And, okay. um, it was actually pretty funny. I, I called Alan Muldoon, is a, a longtime editor of MBR magazine. And I told him the idea and he started laughing on the phone. And you know, that's never a good sign. You're like, does it sound so stupid? And actually um, he said that he had recently been at a press camp and he and another couple of journalists had um, kind of, you know, uh, schemed out kind of say, said, wouldn't, be, wouldn't it be cool if instead of having to do, you know, six trips, to see six different products, we could go to one place and everybody will be there. And so that was, that was kind of reassuring, I would say. And we, we rolled in into our first Eurobike, which was the first time we actually went in front of the brands. Uh -huh. and, uh, that, that gave us uh, a, bit, a bit of confidence. Yeah. Uh, and the brands themselves, um, 
they really like it. I think the the best compliment is to see brands of really all sizes and all product categories. I mean, you have Canyon that came here to this event with their big event truck and uh, they're launching a brand new bike here. So that's obviously a big, uh, you know, a big result for us. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there are smaller companies, uh, either bike companies or, or a component or accessory company that like the event because they get that important face-to-face -face time with the journalist. Everybody, every brand that comes here has the same opportunities. There's, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, there, there's no uh, elbows out trying to get them more attention. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fair, it's fair, fair ground for everyone. Yeah, nice. Well, we should let you guys get on because no doubt your phones keep buzzing throughout the week <laughs> to uh, keep you busy with what's going on and making sure everyone's in the right place with uh, the support that they need. But yeah, thank you very much for the invite. It's been, um, been really interesting to come down and spend some time at my first ever press camp and i'm glad it was with you guys so yeah thank you very much and look forward to the rest of the week and i hope it all goes well from from your side as well thank you for coming chris yeah yeah thanks yeah? for nice uh, thanks for making a trek thanks for cool. showing up and uh you know yeah uh, trusting us so now we know a bit about bca i'll tell you a bit about the experience from my side first off it starts with a long day of travel a 3am pickup to head to the airport for the first time since 2019 it was pretty strange traveling again after all that's gone on and trying to make sure i had all the right paperwork in place and a clean test result was a bit of a stress but the strangest thing was being stuck in a mask the whole time as mask wearing was beginning to become a thing of the past in the uk Anyway, we arrived in Rome Airport around midday and after waiting a while for some of the other journalists to arrive, we were driven for about two and a half hours to our accommodation in Massa Maritima. We stayed in a place called Massa Vecchia, which is super geared up for riders. It even has a pump track in the grounds and it must be pretty good because the Swiss XC team was staying there for a training camp. We had about 15 minutes or so to unpack into our rooms and then we were picked up again to head to the main base for some welcome drinks and dinner. The main base where all the brands were staying and exhibiting was a stunning agroturismo called Tenuta Il Cicalino. We received a warm welcome from Simon and Julia and the team explaining how the week would work along with a beer or two and a chance to meet all the other journalists and brand attendees. Basically, the setup is that each journalist has a 45-minute meeting scheduled with each of the brands. I think there's about 10 of them. The brands are scattered around the agroturismo in various little buildings, all within 5 or 10 minutes walk from the main base. Your meetings are in the morning, starting at 8am. There's a break for lunch and then demo rides ran throughout the afternoon with brands set up and uplifts leaving from the car park. Now, I have a two-year-old daughter, so we frequently eat at 5pm and I'm in bed before 10. I think we sat down for dinner at around 9pm and we were finished way after 11. Now, I'm a big fan of Italian food though, so I'm not going to complain too much about that. By the time I got into bed, it was well after midnight with my alarm set for 6.30 to get to a 6.45 breakfast, which would enable me to get to my first meetings in time. I personally like my sleep and I really need around eight or nine hours to function well. So I was already on the back foot, especially considering the week started with a 3 a.m. pickup. The meetings were an awesome chance to meet the brands and spend time hearing about the products that they were presenting and asking any questions that you wanted. It was really good having that one-on-one -on -one time and also meeting people in person after two years of only online connections. It was really useful for me to spend some time with teams from brands like Canyon, Leia and Shimano, especially as these are people that I've worked with but never had the chance to meet in person. Once lunch was out of the way, it was time to pick something you wanted to ride, get set up by the teams and the engineers from the brands and hop on the uplift. Massa Maritima is a pretty special place and bike service Massa Maritima looked after us really well with super quick uplifts to the top of the hill. 
The trails start from the Trail Brothers hut and there was some nice reggae playing in the woods. A fire was lit and there was coffee, water and fruit on offer before dropping in. I don't think I've ever had a much better trailhead experience, to be fair. Who you rode with was pretty random, really, based on who was on your uplift and what people were looking to ride. It was awesome to meet other journalists and find out more about what they do. Riding with people that ride and test for a living was a real pleasure and I can vouch for the fact that there were some super quick people out on the trails. It was bit of an education the trail network is really extensive and there's a decent amount of height to play with but nothing crazy or super steep which to be fair i think made it a really good spot to get to grips with kit and equipment that you've not ridden before instead of being chucked down some insanely challenging steep trails on your first run on a bike even with a full afternoon on a bike i personally find it's nowhere near enough to get comfortable and also if you're not familiar with the trails it's pretty hard to judge exactly how good the bike is or isn't you can definitely get a feel for things that you like or dislike but when you're looking at small details i think you need quite a bit more time and you need familiar terrain under your wheels really after riding there's a chance to grab a shower and then it's back into drinks and dinner all over again like I said, I need a lot of sleep and the fatigue was already starting to set in. So along with a few others, we managed to get away from dinner a little earlier on that first full day to try and catch up on some sleep. This was the most challenging aspect of the trip for me. It's only a few days and you kind of want to make the most of it, but I really don't function well on a lack of sleep and I could feel myself struggling more as each day passed, feeling a bit more foggy and less able to get done what I wanted to do. I really enjoy meeting people and hearing what they have to say, but I wouldn't say that networking and chatting with people you don't know is something I find super easy or relaxing. So pretty much all your waking hours were fairly full on. You're either chatting to people you don't know, you're in a meeting doing the same thing, or you're riding bikes, again, with people you don't know and trying to learn the bike and the trails. There really isn't any time to switch off. I don't know, maybe I'd find it a bit easier second time around as there'd be more familiar faces around, I guess. The second morning's meetings were definitely a bit more fuzzy for me than the first as a result of that building fatigue, but I still found it really interesting and was able to get under the skin of the people and the products, which was great. The afternoon was spent getting carried away on the new Canyon e-bike, which was putting a grin on a lot of people's faces that week. We even went on a mission to ride to a different spot as someone had said there was a trail there that was well worth it. It, de it definitely was, um, and we got a fair few runs in it, and it actually meant we didn't get home until after dark as we were having too much fun. The Thursday meant home time for me while the rest of the crew had another day of meetings and riding but I had to get back to the UK so another full day of travel, masks and paperwork was on the cards. I was genuinely completely knackered after this trip and it gave me even more respect for the journalists who do this sort of thing on a regular basis to bring us reviews of all the new products and bikes. I wanted to sit down and record some chats with a few of them while I was there but time wasn't on our side so I caught up with Alan Muldoon from NBR, Leo Kevran from Virgin Mag and Jesse May Morgan from Bike Rumour once we were all back in the UK. Here's what they had to say. I'm Alan Muldoon, I'm the bike test editor at NBR. Um, I've been doing that for I don't know over 20 years and I don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of people in media but I don't know if anyone holds the same position were they just exclusively tasked bikes? Nice. It's a pretty cool position to have. It's a pretty good gig for sure. Yeah, totally. Nice. And you've been doing that for 20 years. How long have you been going to yeah. press camps then? I guess for the vast majority of that time, right? It, longer than that because I did some photography work beforehand and worked freelance and stuff. So I've been going to press camps for, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen much change then in the way press camps work over the last 25 um, years? A little. Um, I'd say more that not so much that they've changed a lot, but there's a really wide variety okay. of, ex of experiences. 
Um, some are really tailored to the product, um, really quite slick, quite professional. Others are a bit more random where you might kind of end up on a heli drop somewhere on an XC bike or just some, just someone hasn't thought it all through properly. And like, and they can be, they can be weird experiences. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And are they, uh, are they always a fun time or, I mean, there's obviously a lot of work involved, but there's a, there's an element of the brands wanting to make sure you have a good time, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say that, um, it's, it's, I mean, it's quite a, I'd say that on the, back to the question, but have they changed over time? Um, I'd say, yes, I think I'd say that nearly ev- everyone's become more professional. Uh-huh. They've all got better. The kind of random weird ones are few and far between now. Everybody's <laughs> kind of sussed out how to do it. And I think, you know, just taking feedback from the media, a lot of media guys end up inv- evolving into like marketing guys. So they kind of been at both ends of it. Yeah. So like things have improved. Um, and yeah, I mean, brands want you to have a good time on their product because one, they have a message to convey. They want to re- introduce the new product to you, give you all the information, give you access to the engineers, give you access to everyone you need to talk to, but also to like ride the bike in the right situation. And I mean, I've tested a lot of bikes over the years. And if you have a negative first experience on a product, you spend a lot of time on doing it. Uh Whereas if you can hit the ground running with the right setup and the right kind of suspension setup with the, on the right terrain where it really can form your whole opinion of a product. Yeah. And is it, is it hard though to kind of step away from, you know, you maybe there's a heli lift, the food's incredible. They've plied you with free alcohol. Like how do you separate the experience of the event from the experience of the product? Um, well, when you go on enough of them, that's pretty easy to do. <laughs> Cause like, you know, and, and I think that's maybe the difference with being, I don't know. It's a weird thing to say. A professional bike tester. Yeah, I, I'm not just there as like the news correspondent or some other freelancer and stuff. That's what I do. That's my mm-hmm. my day to day job. So, um, I think probably the most difficult thing would be when you ride on terrain you're not familiar with. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you've if you've ridden in like the kind of south of France where it's no. kind of loose marbly stones and stuff. It's really weird. No grip kind of sensation so it's it's actually quite hard to tell what the bike's doing when it's when the terrain's really different to what you normally ride uh-huh. i'd say that's one of the trickiest things to do yeah and how, how does bike connection compare then because it's a pretty a pretty unique format certainly within europe i guess yeah it is it is unique within within europe um and i'd also say that you don't go on a press camp to test a product you yeah. go on a test camp on a press camp basically to get information about the product and to try the product and to call it a test is kind of like, it would be a bit of a stretch. Um, that's why, you know, we have first rides in the magazines from press camp stuff rather than reviews because a review is way more involved and takes way more time. Um, and I'd say probably the trickiest thing with bike connection is because there's so many brands, maybe 10, 12 brands, you have to be really selective about how you spend your time when it comes to the riding stroke testing part. Yeah. And I tend to just focus on it's over three days and I tend to focus on one thing a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So had you already decided on that, like before you left home for the camp, like how do you prepare? No, 
No, I go there unprepared. Completely, okay. Completely. I mean, I have an idea of the brands that are going to be there, but some of the brands I'd not, you know, like Arc 8 and stuff, I don't really know much about. So yeah. until I go there and see what they've got, I don't really know how I'm going to spend my time. And I think one of the things that I, that I like most about Bike Connection is that I get to see brands that, I, that, that basically might not have the resources to put to, to pull together a global media launch. Uh-huh. So I get small brands put in front of me that that face to face too, which is fantastic. You know, like that you maybe never get the opportunity to have in any other situation. So I go into it really just like with an open mind. I go to each meeting um, and I listen and I talk. I don't really take any notes. Um, and because it's a one-to-one conversation, normally like a two-to-one or a three-to-one, it, it can feel a little bit like you're going to a job interview. <laughs> um, so I kind of, I just approach it that the fact that obviously they have a message they want to deliver to me. Yeah. But because it's just me and them, we can take the conversation anywhere we want to go. And it feel like it's safe for both of us in a way. Like they're not in a room of 30 journalists and I put my hand up and ask some awkward question that they don't have the answer to or puts them on the spot. We can kind of talk through things. And, and normally it goes, I've been to some meetings where it just, it's gone in a direction that I didn't think it was going to go. And I found something out that, that wasn't on their agenda to tell me just like, just something that not, not, not uncovering something secret, just an interesting tidbit. Yeah. And do you think that that's easier by being unprepared in a way? Cause you're kind of, your mind's open. Absolutely. I think, yeah. you know, if I just, if I'm there taking notes and stuff, I'm not really listening to the same degree and I'm not kind of gauging where the conversation's going. And I, I like it to be a bit more freestyle uh-huh. because they're going to give me a, a, a link or a, or a zip drive or something with all the information on anyway. And the presentation they've just sat and walked me through. That's not really what I'm there for. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And tell us about your approach to the, the testing side of the, the week then. So there's three afternoons to ride. Like, what do you bring with you for, for starters? How do you get set up and how do you decide what you want to go and ride and test way there? So I bring um, the very first bike connection I went to in Tuscany. It rained a lot. And it's pretty mu- <laughs> it was pretty muddy. <laughs> so I bring enough kit for like two kits a day for three days, basically. Just okay. so like, yeah, yeah. Just I bring a lot of clothing with me because one, I need it for the photo shoots. And two, if it's raining a lot, I want to be able to come back, change and go out again, maybe. Um, so I come with a pretty big bag of stuff. And in terms of like this year, how I structured it, was um i kind of knew I, I took a wander around i saw what bikes were there and the very first day i rode a cross-country bike uh-huh. um, from arcade the second day i spent time on the canyon spectral 125 which had been launched just like a couple of weeks before and i wanted to play around with some volume spacers and set up yeah. and then the third day i rode a new bike that i can't talk about yet that was an e-bike and basically, I kind of went from the fact that I'll get more and more exhausted as the days go on. <laughs> yeah. So I started on the lightest bike, then went to the next lightest bike, and then finished on the e-bike. And because I'm a sucker for punishment, I actually stayed. The morning before I left, I went out again to ride some tires on an analog bike, and I was pretty tired after. Yeah, I bet. After like the fourth consecutive, that was the fourth day of riding, basically the fourth afternoon of riding. Yeah, yeah, it's a long yeah. few days, hey. Right, the hours are pretty long. You're up yeah, it's early. A, it's a long. Late. It's a lot to squeeze in because, um, like, I love it though because you get to see. Because back to your question about how 
like the difference between byte connection and standard press trips. So a standard press trip, you might spend a day traveling to get there, a day or two days on the ground, riding a bike, a presentation, all that kind of stuff, big group, a lot of people to coordinate, like herding cats. And then basically you spend a day traveling back. So you might spend four days um, to do effectively, like maybe one first ride. And 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 then, and bike connection is really different because you have three days of meetings and riding, and it's with 10 brands maybe. So in terms of like your time, you get a little bit more time on the ground, but in terms of your travel time, it's really effective. It's a really effective use of your time as a journalist. Yeah. That's what I love about it. I mean, Simon called me up actually. It was really funny because I came back from like Eurobike Media Days where basically they had like a demo center set up with lots of, with quite a lot of brands with different bikes and products and stuff. And it was really, it was really productive. It was really good. We shot a lot of video content there, not for testing, but just for doing first rides and news-based stuff. And I was talking to marketing guys saying, Hey, look, someone needs to do one of these kind of us style, multiple brands all in one place. So you can just kind of can be more productive. And Simon called me up and he says, hey, I want to talk to you about like this event we've got planned to do. And I started laughing and he, and he basically thought I was laughing because I thought it was a shitty idea. And I was like, no, I'm <laughs> laughing because I've been just telling people someone needs to do this. And he was like, can you stop telling people to that? Because we're going to do it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Sweet. It's, it's just a really good use of my time. So. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Do you Do you take much of your own like... I don't know, contact points, pedals, grips, any of that kind of stuff. Like how do you get familiar and comfortable on product quickly? Yeah, I used to bring I used to bring more stuff. I'd maybe bring a handlebar or a stem. Like when bike solo came with like longer stems, I used to always carry a stem and maybe some grips and um but like most bikes come with a 40 mil stem now and a 780 and 800 mil bar. And so really I just bring my pedals and I spend most of my time the probably the, the hardest part of the setup process is getting the suspension dialed yeah with a with a bike you're not familiar with um most and even when you have staff on hand to help you set it up it's really just they're just giving you the ballpark average setup and it might work for you it might not it might need some tweaking and it's kind of like that's the bit that takes the most time and that's why i'd say from those kind of camps you can't really call it a test you can get an impression of a bike a first impression a good first impression um and having having the support at the event um accelerates that process but i mean i just spent two the last two days three days on one bike playing with different volume spacers different geo settings different geo settings with different amounts of sag going around in circles and finally got to where i wanted to and you just can't you couldn't do that in a day no, you definitely couldn't. So what happens for you after the, the camp then? Like what do you what do you go away and do afterwards to turn that event into content effectively? Well, I normally come back from the camp and continue with the work I was doing before I went on the camp. <laughs> <laughs> and then panic about that that uh, the the work I generated on the camp later. Um so basically I did on the on the recent bike connection, I did two first rides. Yeah. That's what that's what I came back from the camp with. Um, okay. I did a little bit of extra testing on the Spectral 125. I did a first. I've got a first ride photographs and ride time on the arcade, the new arcade bike. Yeah. Um, and then I have some photographs and ride time on the new e bike that I was talking about. Um, uh-huh. And then, 
I have some product that I received there, some shoes from some brands. I've tried those already. So that'll probably generate in to become a, a product review at some yeah. point. Um, but the key thing for me, obviously, my job is testing bikes. So my focus is the bikes. Um, Got you. So that's the, con- that's the content I'll generate yeah. from that. And will you now spend more time on some of those bikes? Will, you, will brands send you them so you can get more familiar and do a, a more in-depth review? Absolutely. And it, yeah, are yeah. some of those bikes maybe bikes you wouldn't have tested if they'd not been at Bike Connection? Yeah, I mean, the exposure to a brand like Arcade is totally that's that's really that's really amazing um you know because they don't really have rep they've got representation through some dealers in the uk they're not likely to send a bike for review because it's going to get used and abused when they could sell it um so yeah meeting meeting those guys is really good um and also i think in terms of content um you get a lot of content that's not immediate content because Maybe you have a conversation with a tire manufacturer that gets you thinking about how how they take a different approach to their tire construction, or you have a conversation with a wheel manufacturer and they tell you that, oh, you know, like our we machine the the molds in Italy and then ship them to Romania or whatever. And you go, oh, so they're all made in Europe, didn't know that. And you know, like or 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 it sort of sets the wheels in motion for some ideas uh-huh. that maybe don't come to fruition like like the minute you come back, but maybe like three months later or whatever, you make a connection with something else. You go, Hey, those two things could go together as a task. That's pretty cool. And I like that side to it. Yeah. Nice. And you, you obviously you've been doing this for a long time and I'm guessing you experienced a period throughout COVID where press camps weren't happening. You were getting sent, maybe you're sitting on an online like media call and then getting sent product. Did you or did not you getting miss- sent the product? <laughs> More <laughs> did, likely, yeah. fair enough. Sitting, did on, you- sitting on a call and then not not getting the product to ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With supply yeah. chains and everything being yeah. how they've been. So, is it nice to be back in person? Have you missed that? Do you think it's an important element of it? Yeah, I was. I was actually the week before going to Bike Connection. I was really excited, and I was thinking, "Why am I so excited?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, because I'm I'm going to go there and like and there's always new things to look at and new things to do and." And I, I like, I really like the format. Um, and like, I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, this, this is a little bit like, in, I don't know, maybe it's a bit too like industry inside thing, but there's a lot of um, conversation about like, some people just want the bike shipped to the office. They don't want to go on product launches. They don't like, cause there is, there's the faff of the travel and like, yeah. and for maybe some US journalists flying to Europe for two days, it's just a waste of their time. I get it. Um, but I actually like the focused time with the brands. Uh-huh. Whereas when you just get sent a bike in a box and you take it out, it gets put with all the other bikes that you have to test or all the other work that you have to do. You still have to go and get a photo shoot done. You still have to set it up. You have to contact the brand to find out the information you need to find out or like tweak the setup. Whereas when you actually go to the product launch, that's all there. Yeah. So it's, it's actually even the less... Um, efficient product launches can still be quite efficient because you have focused time on the bike with the people you need to be with, i.e. Uh-huh. the brands. And I mean, one of the things, again, that I like about Bike Connection is the social aspect of it in the evenings that you get to sit down. And it's not the booze and the food, actually. It's like, although I like to eat, it's um, <laughs> that you get to – I actually sit with the – different brands because i get to talk to people to people that i haven't maybe met before i get to know them and like and that's that's really nice about it it's it's 
they, they'll talk about things over dinner that they don't say in the presentation or you or like or how their company works or their, the idea behind the bike where it actually came from. And I really like that side to the event. Yeah, it brings a more human side to a absolutely. A yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was an absolute pleasure to uh, to meet you out there in person, and thanks for taking some time to yeah. hop on a call and chat a little bit about it. And uh, hopefully, catch you at some v- events somewhere in the near future. Yeah, no problem. It was a pleasure. Thanks for your time. So I'm Leo Carvon. I'm a French journalist, and I work for Vojomag. Vojomag is a French French speaking and Dutch speaking media mountain bike media with we re- review basically everything from uh, cross country to downhill, and we recently started to cover a bit of gravel too. Uh-huh. And yeah, uh, it's like like your usual. I don't know how to put it. You can find basically everything you you could find in a mountain bike media. So competitions, uh, tech reviews, uh, discovering new places that sort of stuff nice and how long have you been at vojo mag uh vojo will be eight years old this year and i'm and i'm in the team since uh for three years now. okay fantastic and so do you have a lot of experience of going to press camps uh yeah it's starting to grow a little bit now as especially in the first year because because you know covid uh, last two years it's it slowed the thing a bit but yeah, uh, I did quite a lot of press camp in the past three years. Uh-huh. And how how does the the bike connection agency set up compare to the press camps where you're just visiting one brand? Because I think there were ten brands at BCA, um, whereas a lot of press camps you just go and you spend two, three, four days with one brand. How how do you find those two different setups? Yeah, it's a, it's something totally different, different and. I think it's uh, it's very useful either as a, as a journalist or as a brand when you sm- when you want to meet a small brand or something like that because you yeah you you can meet people you don't see really often because they don't have the time or they don't have the money to put big events so so interesting because you see a lot of people as you said uh, there was nine or ten brands uh, fifteen to twenty to twenty journalists. So it's a lot of people and also lots of feedback to to share and to to discuss about. Yeah. So what what um, preparation do you do ahead of a camp like that? Because you know, ten brands, lots of products. Do you do much before you arrive? Depends, but uh, in in general, for bike connection, you don't know what you will see before. Sometimes it's not like for one brand press camp. Sometimes you receive the pre- a press kit or things like that before the press camp. Here, but yeah, when I came last last time, it was just everything new. I just know I just knew the name of the brands, but that's uh-huh. all. For it's just on my side. It's also a bit different for me and for my colleagues because I'm only on the editorial side. For my colleagues, they they are also in the brand relations side. Uh, the let's say our business model is we we work just with the the ads the mm-hmm. brands uh, buy buy on our website and the yep. projects uh, we can we can think of or things like that. So, but I uh, I'm not taking care of that. It's for it's a job of my colleagues. So when it's 
their turn to to go and buy connections. Sometimes they have a bit more things to prepare, like what we did with the with the bond the past year or things like that. But on my side, on the purely ed- editorial side, uh, yeah, nothing special. Nice. So what do you what do you do while you're there? Then do you have a process that you personally work through to get the most from the week? Uh, it depends on the brand. Uh, it's not, yeah. Let's say you, as you don't know what you will see, it's hard to to have a plan at the beginning. Just the idea is to try to to. I think I try to to find quickly what will be the most interesting for our website and for our readers, uh-huh. and I try. To do to do this to to review to to have a to have a bit of time on on these products on the afternoon on the bike uh, the 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 quickest way possible like for this time the the Kenyan bikes or things like that I wanted to uh, to have them sorted quite early yeah and then if I have the time to to do other brands or to visit other to try other things I go or or if I uh, if I want to go back on something I did in the beginning of the week, I can go to. Yeah, it's and it's quite limiting on riding time, right? And you're on trails that you've probably not ridden before. You're on bikes that you don't know very well. Is it hard to, to yeah. make conclusions from that? Place you. The good thing with bike connection is it's always in the same place. Massa Maritima in the winter and Andalo in the summer. So if you had already done one or both, the next time you you know the place, you know the trails, you know the the terrain. But yeah, you have a lot of brands and a lot of products to to review in just a free afternoon of riding. So obviously you you have to make choice and to maybe to to postpone some things or to say, to say to some brands, okay, we'll test you later, we'll see. But I I can't do anything with you here. Uh-huh. And are you like? Do you ride just kind of one track and get familiar with the track so that you can can compare things, or are you, are no, you trying to... no? One, one track is just you know if you do only one track, it's this track in particular, and especially in Masamaritima, you have very you have some very rocky trails, some very flow trails, very fast trails. So I try to to do a bit of everything. To, to fill the bike in different situations, the bike or the tires or whatever, in different situations. Yeah. How many runs did you manage to get in, do you think, over the week? Because, I mean, well, the uplift was pretty quick, but... Yeah, good questions. I'd say more than 10, but less than 15, I think. Over the three days, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what... So maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe more around 15. Uh-huh. Yeah, and how awesome. how many products do you feel you really had sort of an opportunity to to try in that fifteen uh, runs? Three or uh, four? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. It was a bit particular this time because of Kenyon, who who had all the attention of everyone basically. Uh-huh. So yeah, I spent a lot of time on the Kenyon bikes. Yeah. And. Uh, even tried some tires on the Kenyan bikes and not on other bikes, just to have, spend more time on the Kenyan bikes to be to have a very good review of them. Uh-huh. Was that easy to get set up then to to get brands to put stuff onto the the Canyon bikes for you? Because that 
that's something you had to work out separately yeah yeah but the, yeah they were they were open to that you you know it's it's better for for everyone for the for the tribute as i can test to so the tires on a, on a canyon bike for kenyan i can spend more time uh, on their bike and they can get more exposure because more, more pictures even on the on the tires yeah and for, for the tire brand i have the time to i have the opportunity to test their tires which i would may, maybe didn't have if i if i had to jump on another bike yeah and it was also on a bike that was that suited but that was yeah that was maybe a better bike for the place than the the bike the tire brand have brought yeah fair comment and so what happens when you get back from an event like that does it leave you with a lot of work writing stuff up or you got more products coming to test and spend more time on on trails you know how does that work depends this time it was quite funny because i think we had only one product which wasn't under embargo uh-huh. so uh, everything was either already out for weeks or months or either under embargo for uh, one month six weeks or something like that yeah so not a lot of work this time but uh, yeah usually you have you have content you have a lot of content to to publish in the two weeks yeah fair play yeah it's a, it's a busy week right the schedule is uh it's quite full there's not much time to write anything up while you're there yeah you're you're happy to be back home and to get a bit of sleep also <laughs> when uh after the week good stuff man well it was really nice to meet you and uh and get to know you a bit while we were there and thanks for for coming on the podcast and telling us a little bit about it thanks to you thanks for the opportunity so i'm Jessie May, um, I work for Bike Rumor, um, which has historically been like a more of a US-facing um, media site for all things bicycles. Uh-huh. Um, I started working with Bike Rumor about three years ago now, um, after meeting the now editor-in-chief, Zach, um, uh, while I was doing an internship with the mountain bike center of scotland um uh so i started just writing some very small news posts about new products um but it's kind of grown massively from there at the time it was one of four jobs that i had and and now it's my full-time job so yeah over the last three years i've been to uh press camps for product launches um i've been to trade shows like Eurobike, um, and done a bit of racing, a coverage on racing. Uh, yeah, so I just kind of cover all the all the new things coming out in, in mountain biking predominantly. Just cool. the site covers other aspects of cycling, but I just focus on mountain biking. Nice. Sounds awesome. So yeah, you it sounds like you've been to a fair few press camps over the last few years. And have you have you seen, I guess, both sides of this this press camp setup kind of the the bike connection agency setup where you've got multiple brands on site throughout the week and then maybe the brand specific one where you're just there to see them yes i've been to both types um i went to the bca event two years ago as well um so i was pretty familiar with the format this time around um yeah they've got a different feel to them i guess the 
brand specific ones you are like very much um i remember i went to the kona e160 launch in madrid um and we kind of were like living in this big chalet for a week with everyone from kona and they were like cooking us breakfast in the morning and like taking us out riding and I don't know we all just lived together like a big family (laughs) for for a couple of days it was pretty cool pretty like intimate I guess um whereas the the BCA kind of multi-brand event um yeah is a is a bit more yeah you don't it's not so intense with each brand I guess because you just have your your one hour meeting with them and you have a chat with them when you're when you go off and um, try their, you know, ride their bike or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, in both scenarios, like as a journalist, you're very much like in a bubble. Yeah. You're not, um, I don't know how you felt when you were there, but you, yes, you're in Italy. Yes, you're in Tuscany. Like, uh, but I just, I didn't really feel like, <laughs> I was on holiday at all. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> for about sure. You. It was pretty full on. Um, and like, we didn't really see much of Italy outside our little like bubble. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. I guess, yeah, for me, like looking from the outside, uh, up until the point I got to attend a press camp, I always assumed it just meant going somewhere awesome, riding bikes, getting loads of free stuff, drinking beer while someone else is paying for it. That also happens. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah, How close is that to reality? And does it vary from camp to camp? Nah, they always try to like, they always do go to great lengths to make you feel like you're on holiday for sure. There Uh is that aspect. They, they want to make you feel comfortable and welcome. And yeah, there's always free beer and great food. Um, and everyone's usually pretty jovial. Um, so yeah, they are great fun, but like I think the BCA one is like a bit more intense than the the individual um, brand camps, um, just because it is so condensed. Like it was, we were there for like three days and met with ten different brands who are all mm-hmm. launching new product. Um, so it was a lot of information to take on board, and um, yeah sure is that better for you from like a from a productivity perspective do you prefer that style of press camp or do you like the slightly maybe more laid back approach of spending more time with a brand than a product oh in terms of efficiency the the bca style of event is brilliant um because i guess the more time i spend away from the office the less content is being produced right so it's like it's like 10 press camps for the price of one in terms of my time uh-huh. uh, in bike groomers eyes um so yeah it's uh yeah i don't know i don't know how the brands feel about it i imagine it's probably a, a, a much cheaper way of them accessing you know 15 journalists than if they were to run their own press camp it's probably very economical for them uh in terms of money and very economical for us in terms of time. So I think I get the guys at BCA uh, are doing a great thing. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you do much work ahead of the camp to kind of prepare? Is there much you can do? Um, you look through the list of brands and you go, uh, 
usually just be familiar with most of them and any ones that you aren't familiar with, I guess you do a bit of research on, um, see, see what products of theirs um, have been covered by Bike Rumor in the past, um, see if we already have a relationship with them, basically. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but not, no, not really. You just, you just uh, see what, see what's there when you turn up. Yeah. And then what about, yeah, what about while you're on site? Do you have a kind of process that you go through with, with brands? Like what, how do you approach trying to get the most out of the week, I guess? Um, so when I got my schedule through for the week, um, I noticed that the kind of more interesting meetings in terms of our audience uh-huh. for me were on the last day right. um, and I wanted to get more time uh, more time on those products um, so I didn't want to leave it until the afternoon of the last day after my meeting with them to, to familiarize myself with those products because they're the most high interest ones so I kind of did like cheat a little bit in that I went straight in on the first day went straight to Canyon and I was like, please can I ride your bike? Um, <laughs> even though they were like my last meeting on the last day, I was like, this is priority. Let's get it done. Um, so by the time it came round to my meeting with them, I already knew like loads about the bike. Okay. Um, but then I guess like in terms of being in the actual meetings themselves, then um, the brands turn up with like a very like specific like slideshow that they want to deliver, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not all like death by slideshow, but like they, they're basically presenting the same information to everyone. So I guess w- what you need to do in order to make your content like slightly more original, because of course we're all working off the same information. Um, I guess you, you just need to, I, I try to ask questions i I do try to interrupt them mid-flow uh-huh. so that i can get like a slightly different angle on something like um like it was interesting so three tire brands were there um goodyear pirelli and um kenda yeah. and i asked i asked kenda um the i asked the, the guy designing mountain bike tires at kenda oh, how do you go about designing a tread pattern? Um, and I asked the very same question to the guy at Pirelli, and I got two like completely different answers. Okay, interesting. Um, which is like, right, that's weird, because <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to do the same thing. But with Kenda, it was, oh, the first thing we start with is, does the tread pattern look good? Right. Like, that's a, a priority for them. Does it look good? People won't buy a tread pattern that looks ugly. Uh-huh. apparently um and then the answer i got from pirelli was uh the land to sea ratio okay which is basically the ratio between like the lumps and the valleys yeah, that yeah. you see and that's they start with a, a very specific land to sea ratio number but kind of yeah they didn't mention that it was just like it doesn't look good so okay very different yeah yeah Cool. So you're taking notes during the sessions then, or have you got a super good memory? Like how do you get from that meeting and your experience with the product in the afternoons to 
whatever content you piece together afterwards. Um, so I will just record most of the meetings uh-huh. um, so I can go back and listen to it. Um, and I will write down questions that come up um, while they're delivering the presentation um, just to make sure that, that I get all the information I want. Um, yeah, and then I guess you get to have a shot on, on the on the tyre or bike or whatever it is that's getting launched. And, um, yeah, I, I noticed, like, Cannondale partnered with – sorry, um, who was it? Goodyear, Goodyear. partnered with Cannondale. Um, so we were riding the new Jekyll, newish high-pivot Jekyll. Um, and <clears> – <throat> It was the first time I'd ridden the bike and I had a run on it and I just really didn't get on with it. It it was set up for me. Like they, they do go through and, and set up your suspension sag and the tire pressures and all kind of important bits. Um, and I was using the right amounts of travel, but for some reason, I, like the bike just didn't feel very intuitive to me. And I was like, hold on a second. I'm not trying to test the Cannondale Jekyll. I'm trying to test these yeah. new tires. So I need to... I need to ride them on something that's slightly more familiar. Um, so uh, the guys were good enough to put those tires onto um, one of the Canyon bikes for me. Um, so then I could get like a, bet, a better uh, experience of, I get a, a better feel for what the tires were doing rather than the, the bike that wasn't too stoked on from what yeah, that was yeah. doing. So yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty tricky. relaxed. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of collaboration going on between the brands. Like when you're there, they're all really chilled about switching stuff up that's cool to see because yeah it's yeah. super hard right you're on trails you you may have ridden before but you won't know well yeah. you're trying to test numerous different products across different categories on potentially bikes you don't know very well it's pretty hard and, and limited amount of time right even with the best will in the world there was only a few hours every on a, of three afternoons where you could get up the hill and get some runs in so hard to form a a really in-depth opinion on stuff i guess oh definitely like almost impossible really um so what i'm doing is with the new tires and things they're going to send them to me so that i can put them on my personal bike ride the trails i'm most familiar with um that's the best way to test everything you know it's got to be within a context that you are familiar with um you know when i'm testing stuff i always like to like just change one thing at a time. Um, when you've got loads of things in to test, it's, it's tempting to just, you know, change a couple of things at a time just for economy, but it's just not the way forward. You need to, one thing at a time, so you know what is responsible for the difference in feeling that you're getting. Yeah. So, so almost the, yeah. the real work starts when you get back then. Yeah, I'm now awaiting delivery of, like, three different tyres and... <laughs> uh, an e-bike and yeah lots of riding to be done which i'm not complaining about so. <laughs> do you do you think if the whole press camp step had been skipped there'd be you'd be missing something do you know what i mean like if you're going to have to do all this work at home anyway what are the benefits of the press camp element of things rather than people just sending you a powerpoint presentation and some product uh it's it's really nice to like sit down with the people behind the brand um, get to know them, get to know their story. Um, 
it just adds a bit of authenticity, I guess. Like press releases can often just be a bit soulless. Um, <clears throat> it just makes it more interesting to write about as well. Um, and of course, you've got the opportunity to to ask more questions than you than you might if you were just reading a press release and, and shooting questions by email. I just like the, I prefer the kind of more personal aspect to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like that's obviously a huge benefit to the brands as well. Um, I think you're like me personally, like I'm I'm I'd be more inclined to test a tire uh from a brand from whom like I'd actually met the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that face to face piece yeah, is still super it, super important, right? It is important, yeah. Um yeah. Whether whether it should be or not is another question, but like, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Cool. Well, it was, yeah. uh, it was nice to meet you on the trip and uh, spend a bit of time, find out more about you. Thanks for hopping on a call mm-hmm. and chatting a bit about BCA. And uh, look too. forward to catching up with you in the Tweed Valley at some point. Yes, you must come up and have the tour of the Tweed Valley. Sounds good. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Chris. So that's the journalist side of things. Let's now have a quick chat with Ben from Goodyear to get a view from a brand's perspective. My name's uh, Ben Evans. I'm the commercial director for Goodyear Bicycle Tires. Um, my role uh, within the company uh, is, is, is pretty broad. Uh, generally, it's a focus on all of our aftermarket distributors and customers, yeah. as well as um, having an input towards our kind of global marketing strategy. Okay, cool. And what was the decision then to come to PCA? What, what drove that? So we wanted to come here back in 2020 to launch our first uh, tubeless road tire. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, due to, to COVID, that, that went down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so, and, and kind of, I guess, going backwards, this is an event that a lot of friends within the industry have always spoke very highly of. Yeah. Um, people are always, yeah, people always speak very very highly of the work that these guys do and the, the help that they give brands to kind of put their products on a better platform. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, like I say, we, we tried to, to enter in 2020, but because of COVID, we couldn't. So we've just been waiting for the timing to to be just right for us to be launching a product yeah. at, at the time of one of the camps. And yeah, obviously uh, the launch of our, of our new, uh, of our Newton has come at the right time. Yeah, perfect. And you had a bit of a saga getting here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, inc- incredibly high wind, uh, <laughs> a very, a very scary flight. Um, takeoff was particularly hairy. And then, um, yeah, uh, a long old, yeah, a late arrival, sort of 1am and then a long old drive yesterday down uh, down from Milan to Tuscany, so which is a, a good five hours in the car with a, a very overly packed car yeah. with all of our, um, with, a, with tires, tires coming out of our ears. So you've so, been here till one in the morning getting this set up, right? Correct, yes, yeah, one in the morning, 
two nights in a row finishing and then uh, 7 a.m. wake-ups. So, so uh, press the view that press camps are just drinking beer and riding bikes is uh, starting to feel that that's not the case. I mean, it's all right for the media, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's definitely not um, all it's cracked up to be. It's, it's great to be here and it's a great opportunity for us to, to get in front of really awesome people and, and tell them about our products. But yeah, it's not, um, it's not the dream of chilling out, riding... <laughs> for uh, eight hours a day and then finishing with beers at the end yeah um, it's, it's pretty hard work in between two tell us about the logistics of it a bit because you're a tire brand obviously with Goodyear um, you can't just ride a tire but you want people to try the product like how do you go about getting everyone on the product while we're here so we we've teamed up with Cannondale this year um, for this event um, so they've provided us with a fleet of their new Jekylls uh-huh uh, we work with Cannondale a little bit on the OE side, so we have some good friends there. And um, because of the you know the high level of media they're attending, they're more than happy to kind of support and give us some some bikes for free um, for us to, to to mount our tires onto. Um, so they also sent their uh, one of their demo guys to help us get all the bikes set up as uh, well. Cool. So they've been really really supportive. Wicked and. Uh has COVID put any spanners in the works for this particular event? Like, is a lot of people struggling with supply products and stuff, but... No, we're pretty fortunate with, with our supply chain situation. So because we, we kind of own our own factory, we've, we can kind of um, prioritise, you know, where we need to. So um, freight prices are a bit, bit of a challenge, <laughs> but aside from that, it's, um, we, we've been all right getting the product here. Um, it's, uh, it's just been frightening with all of the, the COVID test, testing, worrying that we weren't going to have the staff to, uh, to manage it. But fortunately, touch wood, everyone's, uh, everyone's got a clean bill of health and we're all, we're all good to go. Good stuff. Well, I hope the rest of the week goes well for you. It's nice to meet you and find out a bit more. And uh, we'll see you on the trails this afternoon, I hope. Can't wait. Thanks very much, Chris. Nice one. Cheers. Well, that's it for this slightly different episode, looking behind the scenes at the Bike Connection Agency Press Camp. I hope you found it interesting and it gave you some insight into what goes on. I want to thank Simon and Julio for inviting me. It really was an honour to be considered a part of the industry in this way. A massive thanks to Canyon for supporting this episode. They've just launched their awesome Spectralon and I've been lucky enough to spend some time on one, both in Italy, on this camp and on my home trails. The range is insane, the ride is lively, engaging and really, really fun. You can check out the new Spectralon range over at canyon.com and as a downtime listener, you can get free bike guard by using the code fun-on-2022 at the checkout. Terms and conditions apply and they're covered in the show notes and be quick as this offer finishes at midnight CET on the 3rd of May. Also, a massive thanks to Kushcore. Improve the performance of your bike so that you can go bigger, corner harder and ride faster with total confidence. These aren't just an insert to reduce your risk of punctures and rim damage, they really do improve the way the bike rides. They're available in Pro, XC+, Gravel and CX, come with multiple valve colour options and Kushko have some great tools as well to make installing them a breeze with the bead dropper tyre lever and the brand new bead bro. Head over to kushko.com now to check them out. Here's a few other links that might be useful. Downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe so you don't miss an episode forward slash shop to support the show by getting yourself some merch and forward slash EP if you'd like a copy of the first issue of our lovely print project Downtime EP As always, spread the word and make sure as many people as possible are listening That's it for today, there's going to be another awesome episode coming out really soon but until then, get out and ride <laughs>